0: today on the travel guys
1: in the travel news frontier airlines launches an all-you-can-travel pass and delta says wi-fi is now free for almost everyone how did the airlines stay in business with all this generosity he said with a bit of sarcasm details next in the news
0: lots of you are going to be flying the skies next week and we have some basic tips that might help you and your luggage be united at both ends of your journey. In our Smarter Traveler segment, coming up at 3.20.
1: From time to time, we dig into the Travel Guys mailbag and answer your questions. Today at 3.35, we talk about carry-on bags, Reno train trips, and when to make cruise
0: reservations. A reminder that the Trans-Siberian Orchestra will be in town for their Christmas concert very soon. We'll update their tour at 3.55. Thank you for your time today, making you a smarter traveler. We are the Travel
1: Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again.
0: I've got two tickets to paradise. Look to Alaska I go north to Russia's your zone. All our Welcome, 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 my friends, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And Mark, uh, I have to start off with saying good luck, Sacramento Kings. The game is probably just underway. Mm -hmm. I could not go to the game because I am here doing this live radio show Mm -hmm. as they're about to win their sixth in a row. Amazing, but true. Yes, it is. Considering the way they
1: started, um, the fact that we're talking about winning two in a row would be – I mean, a few (laughs) weeks ago, we would have said two in a row would be great. But, you know, I mean, now we're counting – now we're up to the fingers on a second hand. So, yes, that is – did you hear in the news there they were talking about everybody except the person next door is on an airplane, apparently, in the last couple, three days. We have a group – um Clayton Whitehead of our staff left this morning with a group of uh, travelers headed to New York City, something we do every year. We go there for Thanksgiving every year. And Clayton left. Uh, they left on the uh, O-Dark 100 aircraft uh, to Denver on United this morning. They were supposed to leave at 520, didn't leave till after 6. The crew was late. I don't know wow. if that's because, well, and uh, that could be a lot of things. And you'd say, well, why didn't they just get out of bed on time and come to the airport? But probably what happened was they were probably on a flight that got in late. And they have to have a certain number of hours to, of downtime to lay over at night. Mm-hmm. So the pilots and the, and the flight attendants, so that's probably what happened, is that they were late last night, and therefore they were late out this morning. And then going into LaGuardia this afternoon, they were uh, flow-controlled, which doesn't hasn't happened very often in recent years because there have been fewer planes in the sky. But I'm guessing the airlines probably have every plane in the sky that has wheels and an engine on it today. Um, everything they can safely put in the air, I'm sure, is up there. And so they, they were delayed getting into LaRordia. But the folks from Sacramento have made it um, to the other side of the country where it is 34 degrees right now. <laughs>
0: Man, well, you know, we're going to rival them at least overnight. I mean, that's that's the middle of the day temperature. That's that's crazy. I yeah, mean, yeah. Here they're talking about maybe a freeze tonight It got pretty cold, a little frosty last night. So, Well, we and the good, the
1: good for news it. is that for, for those of you who are saying, wait a minute, um, New York, I thought they had a whole bunch of snow. Yes, if you lived on the Buffalo side, the western side of the state, and were in the wrong place as the, the weather came off the lake there, uh, yeah, you are. Some people have snow that's taller than they are, um, but New York City didn't get any snow, so they're just cold. And they're going to have a little rain later in the week. But the folks are going to get a chance to see the rockets and the Thanksgiving Day parade, and do things They do a, a cruise on Thanksgiving evening uh, for their dinner that where they can see the New York skyline and stuff like that on the Hudson River. So it's it's pretty cool. They're going to see the Music Man and the rockets and. All of that wow. kind of stuff. Meanwhile, you and I will just be here in Sacramento. You have Talking. still the extended family at your home. Uh, was there three thousand two hundred sixty-four people living there at the Romano residence? Uh,
0: no, no. <laughs> There's really only five of us if uh, if you count Evelyn, the uh, my new granddaughter. Uh-huh. So it's really not that bad. This house was was equipped to raise a uh, raise a family, and it had a, a long time out in between. <laughs> Grown kids and uh-huh. and and now back uh, in Sacramento. Uh, so it now is, the second, uh, it, what what's that like, Grandpa?
1: Having the second the second time around with the family here. <laughs> you're 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 a few weeks into it now. So
0: well, you know. uh, let's see. Uh, nap time for Grandpa is over. <laughs> uh, I used to sneak in a, a, at least a thirty minute nap around two thirty. Uh huh. Pretty much history. That's. Uh, I I'm trying to remember all my uh my parenting skills you know Uh how to entertain a uh, 13 month old Uh when nobody else is in the house right uh so so far so good you know I adapt pretty well I was really kind of slow at getting uh, adapted to kids they Uh they intimidate me yeah uh and so uh, you know not so much anymore so it's going well I wouldn't change a thing it's I love the clutter right now. And, uh, of course, this is only a temporary. They'll be out and into their own place pretty soon. And then uh, it'll be so quiet I, I won't know what to do with myself. Oh. Fortunately, I have the Travel guy show to keep me busy.
1: Well, so- you do. And early in the show, you know, after we get done babbling, we usually
0: address the first thing we do is the travel news. <laughs> and with the travel news, ladies and gentlemen, here's Mark Hoffman. Well,
1: uh, as you heard in the headlines, Delta Airlines, which announced a few weeks ago they were making Wi-Fi free to their frequent travelers, now is making it free to anybody who has a SkyMiles membership. So if you have an upcoming Delta flight coming up you and you don't belong to SkyMiles, you might want to become a member because for this reason only, it will get you free Wi-Fi. Now, there's another asterisk, though. Mm-hmm. If you have to be flying on a mainline plane, So a full size aircraft, you're flying with Delta to Seattle. As far as I know, on all of those flights, they use um, Embraer smaller jets. So those don't have Wi-Fi and they're not part of this. I believe at least one of the flights to Salt Lake City a day uses a smaller jet. So it would not be included in this either. So check your – it's for the mainline Delta flights. You have to be a SkyMiles member. Um, they will the, – the the Wi-Fi will be free, and you can expect American airlines to probably roll out free Wi-Fi with the same conditions soon because they use the exact same Wi-Fi system that Delta has. So there's no reason for them not to offer that free soon. But it's only mainline full-size Aircraft. So if you're on a smaller jet, you may not have that benefit available to you. But check and see, and you have to be a SkyMiles member to get the uh, free Wi-Fi. Um, LA, this is really kind of interesting. The Marriott at LAX and another LAX airport hotel, Renaissance, owned by the same – has the same owner, have added a hotel worker surcharge to the bills. Um, this is kind of interesting. This was reported by our friends at One Mile at a Time. Um, For a $195 room, the local fee, it's listed on the bill, was $10.72. This was at the Marriott. At the Renaissance, they added $8.70. Seems to have no purpose. Um, Over the summer, a law was passed that said that um, Los Angeles hotel workers had to have panic buttons. They had to have some way of summoning assistance in the case of a life-threatening emergency. So the hotels are saying... Um they have to get they have to pay for these and so therefore they have to add this tax to the bills. Well um our friends at one mile at a time have done some some math figuring and figured out that over the course of the year the hotels would pay for these uh buttons over and over and over again. So it's kind of a situation where um it it, it it's it's another one of these rip off charges that probably is if it's a ten dollar charge the first buck of it or first two bucks of it might be legit. After that, grab your ankles and kiss your wallet. Goodbye.
0: So what what did they decide they wanted
1: to call that? It is a, well, they called a local fee on the bill, but um, the folks who are reporting it called it a local employee tax. A
0: local employee tax. Yep. Oh, boy. Had yeah. to stay up all night to think of that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. We really seriously, Swell. I mean, honest to God, if I had... The President and Secretary Buttigieg, and I could sit down with them for 30 seconds and talk about a travel issue. I would just tell them that we need all this BS to go away. Everybody has to tell you on the first computer screen exactly what you're going to pay for everything and what the charges all come from. And then a whole lot of this stuff would cease immediately. Because all this is is a last screen cash grab by these people, and uh, it, and it's ridiculous. And you should be able to compare apples to apples as a consumer. You know, you're buying a can of a can of peas from Rayleigh's or a can of peas from Safeway. You ought to be able to go and look and see how much that can of peas cost and make a decision as to where you want to buy it. Um, so it's that simple. We need a little governmental help here, and until we get it, I'm afraid that this stuff is going to continue alaska airlines has announced a change in its lounge policy for first class passengers if you're one of those folks who bought a ticket on alaska to san diego or seattle and thought that you could get into the first class ticket would get you into the alaska lounge at some of those destinations not so much alaska now is saying it their flight has to be at least 2100 miles in order for you to get uh, access into the lounge there are none of those from sacramento so sorry you're kind of s <laughs> O L. Uh Frontier Airlines has launched a new Go Wild all you can fly pass. They announced it about a week ago. They've already raised the price once. We actually have in our mailbag a question from one of our listeners that addresses this particular item. So I'm going to kind of skip over it here in the news other than to just mention it, and we will talk some more about it when we dig into the mailbag at 335. Yosemite National Park is eliminating their reservation system for the summer. They have had a reservation system for the last couple, three years because they wanted to eliminate the number of people in the park. Um, eliminating the reservation system may not be the best idea, It's going to mean long lines at the entrance because that's what we saw the couple of years before COVID. So if you're planning on going to Yosemite this next summer, may I make a suggestion to you? Go very early or very late in the day. Go during the week. Consider going in May or October or something like that when there are fewer people or make a reservation and stay at one of the hotels inside the park, the Lodge or the Iwani. It will be very expensive, but that will get you into the park. A little bit easier or try to go on the shoulder in the shoulder season. Uh, Hilton Honors has been massively devalued over the years, but they have always retained one benefit, and that was when you checked in, there was always a possibility, if you were a high status honors member, that you might get a room upgrade. Now Hilton is trying to sell upgrades to elite diamond and gold members when they check in. We mentioned this a few weeks ago. It continues to happen, and believe it or not, um, they're having some success, success with it. The hotels are reporting. So I don't know what's happening to the complimentary upgrades. But once again, a little bit of proof that if you go out of your way for these miles and, and these programs to to gain things, in the end, the winner is the vendor um they'll just move the goalposts on you and you get up to a higher status and you find out that something that you thought you were going to get you're not going to get uh there is now a subway line a light rail line to dulles airport in washington dc it opened on november the 15th is the metro silver line it's a six-stop expansion goes all the way out to Dulles Airport now. So for years and years, you had to take a really expensive cab ride to get to Dulles because it's a suburban hotel, kind of sort of like our hotel here in Sacramento, but even more suburban and further out there. Um, large hotel, a lot of international connections. Uh, we sometimes have a stop from Sacramento that goes there once a day. And so now you can get there on a subway line. Spain has continued its travel mask rules until next March. The decision by Spanish authorities means all travelers on public transportation must remain masked up. Spain is the last key country in Europe to hold on to its mask designation for transportation. So if you're flying to Europe, you are going to need – if you're flying to Spain, you're going to need to be able to – you're going to need to take a mask with you. And finally, one more story here. Um, Apple AirTags. We've talked about these. I bought some, put them in my luggage. Um, haven't, haven't had a bag get lost yet, but uh, they work. I know that. I've turned them on. New Zealand has banned Apple AirTags in checked luggage because they say they're dangerous, and so they're prohibited. The U.S. Federal Federal Aviation Administration doesn't agree. There is a small lithium battery in the tags, which is what they are concerned about. But U.S. officials say the amount of lithium in the battery is so small, that, and there have been no reports of the Apple tags having any overheating or fire problems like the larger lithium batteries that were in ba- in uh, checked baggage before. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep an eye on this. For right now, uh, in the United States, you can still use your Apple AirTags. And that is your travel news for today.
0: Interestingly enough, I have uh, two granddaughters that uh, flew from Austin, Texas, nonstop to see us here in California for Thanksgiving. On their wrists, Apple AirTags really in the in the form of a of cute little pink watch wow so uh, the, the the mom uh, my daughter is the stepmom here uh, she wanted to make sure that her, her two little children made it safely to sacramento and wanted to know where they were while they were here so paisley and autumn uh, came equipped with uh with air, so are air tags so there you go Great. not not just for luggage so this is it this is the Literally, the what the busiest travel time yeah. of the the year, even more so than Christmas.
1: Yeah, the, the, today actually is is mm-hmm. traditionally the busiest travel day of the year. The Sunday before Thanksgiving and the Friday before Thanksgiving is traditionally the second one. The reason it, Thanksgiving ones is because Christmas is a moving. Target Thanksgiving is always on that Thursday, so you've always right. got Christmas is on different days of the week, and depending on where it is, where it falls in the week, why then that will impact uh, how the but things are busy. I was just looking. At, we 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 talked earlier about Laguardia Airport being hard to get into. While we were on the break, I was looking at um, Laguardia, Newark, and Kennedy, all the major New York airports. They've all got delays um inbound delays of up to 2 hours but the good news is that as the evening goes on you now it's uh 6:30 back there as you get to 9 or 10 o'clock it looks like the delays are basically going away so they are not weather related they are traffic related and as they catch up and the the incoming traffic lets up a little bit later on in the evening um everybody is going to get there so that's a, that's a good sign at least so far no airline has melted down and no major airport is melted down. So that means a lot of people are going to get where they're going. Whether or not their baggage gets where they're going, um, Yeah, well, it's so uh, people who travel a lot, and I travel a lot, and I even mm-hmm. forget one of these on occasion. There are, here are just some tips that, to try to get your baggage there when you get there. The first thing is you want to make sure that your bag is identified as yours on the outside and on the inside. Because if the tag on the outside comes off, then the only way they're going to know whose bag it is is to open it and go inside. They have lots of keys. So they're oh, yeah. likely to be able to get into
0: it. Um, well, and, in most cases, you're not allowed to lock your luggage any longer unless it's uh, one that they, they TSA. Unless it's a too. TSA
1: lock. So um, so your bag, is. it's important that it be on the inside. Also, here's something that we never really talked about until recently, recent years. Make sure your email address is on the outside and the inside. So if your bag is lost, um, your phone number, obviously, but your email address will enable them to be able to contact you fairly quickly and let you know, hey, here's where your bag is, and here's what we're going to do to get it to you. Also, be aware of the fact now that, like, for example, on the United app, you can track your bag once you've checked it in. If you're a United... A uh, member, what is it? Mileage Plus, I think, with United. Um, we talked about Delta SkyMiles, American is ad- American Advantage, I think. Um, if you're a member of that frequent flyer, then you'll, the bag will show up in your customer record, and then you'll be able to know where it is, wh- whether it got on the airplane or not. Um, example for me, I was just in Hawaii checking out some things a couple weeks ago. Uh, my bag didn't make it on a flight to Kona from Honolulu. When I landed. I, I got a note that's because I have an Apple Air tag, it said, you know, your bag isn't where you think it is, and I got a note from Hawaiian Airlines about a minute later said, Hey, your bag is still in Honolulu, it's on the next flight in about forty minutes. So that was a, a good way. Then I didn't panic when I went to the you know baggage area, claim area and my bag wasn't there. So make sure that you're identified on the inside and the outside. If you have something really um if you have something really expensive in your bag then you probably shouldn't be traveling with it. But if you have something in your bag that you couldn't put in your carry-on, but you consider it to be of something of value, you might want to take a picture of your bag just before you close it. Take a picture of the inside of your bag. Um, Also, if you're traveling internationally, some airlines now are not automatically transferring bags. Even airlines within the same alliance. So if you're traveling internationally and you're changing carriers, make sure before your bag leaves your possession at your first Spot, um, and your outbound spot, that you know that the bag is going to go where you're going. Um, this is really important. We tag our own bags now frequently at the airport. Each airport has a three-letter destination. Sacramento's is SMF. Used to be Sacramento Metropolitan Field. Um, every airport has a destination. San Francisco's is SFO. You want to make sure when you print your baggage tag that it has the right destination on it. Right below that three-letter destination is the spelled-out name of wherever it is you're going. You had a fat finger, you hit the wrong letter, and now your bag is going someplace that you're not going. So that's something that's really, really important, inside and outside. And also, last thing I'm going to suggest to you, check in on time. Things are very busy. They're short of help. If you get your bag there an hour and a half before the plane is due to depart, there's a much better chance it's going to end up on your, the airplane with you. All right, what we're going to do now is uh, dig into our mailbag. We have some questions here that you have sent in. Some of them are very recent. Some of them came this week. Some of them are from a couple of weeks ago when I get quite, I usually try to answer each one of them individually to the folks who write in. If you go to travelguysradio.com on the homepage, you can see a contact button there and you can send a question anytime you like, and some of them will end up in the mailbag segments. This one comes from someone who admits that she is a sports leisure traveler, she says, I see a lot of people who go to Reno on the train. They go one way uh, from Sacramento up to Reno, but they don't always come back on the train. She <laughs> said "The even the old Reno fun trains, which aren't in business anymore, used to take you up one way on the train and bring you back on, on a bus. Why is that, she asked. Well, I'll explain to you. Real, it's real easy. Um, Amtrak. The transportation entity that you use when you absolutely don't care when you get there, um, that should be their slogan, Amtrak. You don't care when you get there. Uh, We don't either. Um, No, that's not really fair. I'm sure a lot of the folks on Amtrak do. They deal with a lot of – they share tracks with a lot of freight traffic. So in many cases, the delays are not of their own doing. It's because freight traffic had priority. Um, Perfect example, my trip on the train last week went up on Amtrak out of reno sacramento and and roseville and we were just almost exactly on time maybe we were 10 or 15 minutes late getting into reno the train starts in emeryville so there isn't a whole lot of opportunities for it to get late by the time it gets to sacramento it's mm-hmm, happened mm-hmm. but there are the return train starts in chicago two days before it gets to reno so it's got to come all the way across the plains, and there are a lot of opportunities for it to get behind. The interesting thing is there are a lot of pads built into the schedule. So as you're watching your Amtrak train come across the country, if you, and you're thinking, gee, I'm, I'm catching the train from Sacramento to go to some place, or I'm in Colfax and I'm going to take the, the train, um, you have to watch out because a train that's several hours late can, can catch up. And then get several hours late again, which is what happened to us when we came home from Reno on Thursday. The train was almost three hours late coming back to Sacramento. So again, Amtrak, if you absolutely, positively don't really care when you get there. Um, but what a wonderful way to travel through the Sierras. Um, if, if you're just looking for something to do, buy an Amtrak ticket, ticket, go up to Reno, spend the night, you know, keep track of the train, stay downtown and, and, uh, you can bring the train back. They also have buses that come back from Reno, Amtrak buses, a couple times a day. Anyway, that's why, is because the train is often delayed when it's coming back out of Chicago.
0: All right. Our uh, second question in the uh, mailbag uh, alludes to what Mark talked about at the top of the program. Uh, Frontier has these all-you-want-to-fly passes. And the question simply is, Mark, are these a good deal?
1: Uh, And simply put, the answer is no, no they are not. They weren't a good deal when they originally announced them at 5.99. They raised it to 7.99 on the 22nd, which I think is Tuesday. It's pro- the price is going to go up further. Here's the deal. Remember, this is a this is towards the airfare. Frontier and Spirit have these ways of offering you a low fare and then they add in all these extra fees and charges for carry-on bags and all this stuff. So what this is is It's for the airfare. If this were United or Delta or American offering this, it would be a killer deal. It would be a no-brainer to buy it. They would never offer it for this price because it would be that good of a deal. Um, Frontier, all you're going to get is that airfare. You're still going to pay a bunch of other fees and surcharges. And then, of course, if you decide to carry on a bag, you want an assigned seat, things like that, you're still going to pay for it. So this isn't as good... As it looks on the surface, also, you it's only good roughly 300 days a year. So they have about 60 days that they black out, and there are no seats available. Also, Frontier from Sacramento doesn't fly to a tremendous amount of number of destinations.
0: Do any airlines besides the one we're talking about here in this particular instance offer any kind of all a uh, deal to a, a pass to fly all year for a flat fee? No, no.
1: And the reason is, be- and, uh, although so pe- this, things like this have come up in the past from legacy carriers. Right now, the planes are full. So, you know, why would they want to give something away? Um, the only thing you're going to avoid with Frontier is they have this thing called a carrier interface charge, which is just a bogus way of keeping a part of the airfare out of being the airfare. I won't go into it here. But you don't have to pay that when when – Paying this charge, you still have to pay other fees and taxes, and of course, um, the things that Frontier traditionally charges for, you will traditionally still have to pay for those things. So the bottom line is, this wasn't a good deal at five ninety nine. It isn't a good deal at seven ninety nine. If it was two ninety nine, I don't know that it would necessarily be a good deal Mm -hmm. because of the way Frontier unbundles their fares okay next question airlines have a rule about being two carry-ons on board but i see people haul all sorts of stuff on board paying no attention to the rule last week i fly and the flight attendant gives me grief because i had a purse a carry-on that went easily in the overhead and a sandwich in a bag i bought at the airport do you realize you have three carry-ons said the flight attendant i'll allow it this time but not all flight attendants would I looked at her as I moved by her. If looks could kill, I'm afraid I would have been arrested for murder. <laughs> guess I don't really have a question. Just wanted to get that off my chest. Um, and, and she makes a good point. Um, she just did a flight attendant who, for whatever reason, um, decided to be a, a pain in the rear end. Um, technically, I guess she was probably in violation of the rule. Normally, they consider things you buy at the airport. If it's in a reasonably sized in car- carrier and if you bought new furniture, that probably wouldn't work. But you bought a sandwich or you bought some C's candy or something like that and it's in a reasonable bag. They don't count that as a carry-on generally. But, yes, it's true. People are more and more bringing things on board. If it's, in some cases, they're not really legal carry-ons, but they still fit. But they take up a tremendous amount of space. They have to be turned in a different direction. And therefore, their one bag takes up the space for two. And you're boarding late. And now there's no space for yours, so your bag has to be checked. So I get it. Thank you for getting it off your chest.
0: There you go. There you go. And if looks could kill, she would be charged with murder. I love that. That That was worth it right there. Okay, question number four. In uh, today's mailbag, a very, very simple and short question that I'm sure Gwen Duncan probably has the answer to and has shared with Mark, how far in advance should I book a cruise? And so I asked our friend Gwen, and she sent me back an
1: answer here, which I won't share the whole thing because it's a little bit long. Oh, but, I'm, I'm surprised. Um, but
0: Gwen, um, we love you.
1: Well, it's not a simple question. I mean, it is a simple question. But the answer isn't really simple. Um, Gwen says that the Cruise Line International Association says that wave season, which is from mid-January to mid-March, is when most cruises are booked. And the reason for that is because that's a period of time when the cruise lines are offering their best promotional deals, generally. The Internet has spread that out a little bit. But still, you can get the – generally, the best deals on cruises are between mid-January and mid-March, um, Gwen also points out though that if you want to sail on a particular ship at a on a particular date, you know if you just want to cruise to Mexico that includes a stop in Cabo San Lucas and you don't really care what ship you're on, then you're going to be a lot of choices. But if you want to go to Norway and you want to be you know um, in Oslo on the seventeenth of June and there's a particular cruise that does that. Now you're in a little different situation, as she points out. Um, you know, if you're getting you, – you, you get a good deal, something that you feel is a good deal, your travel advisor is a good deal, book it. She says if a better price or promotion comes forward, you can change the date as long as you haven't made your final payment. So um, there is some flexibility after you reserve and pay a deposit on a cruise if you decide that you've found something better or on a different, but I think her point is well taken here. If your cruise line, you know, sometimes they have these repositioning oddball cruises where um, a crew, the ship has been doing Alaska all summer, and now it's coming back down to doing Mexico. So there's a, sh- a one cruise where the ship leaves Anchorage, stops in Seattle, stops in San Francisco, and comes down the coast. And usually it doesn't make many stops, and usually those cruises are heavily discounted. So if you had if you were looking at something like that, then you want to get in soon because it's heavily discounted and there's only one of them. Now, there may be some other ships that are doing similar things, but if you're looking at one and you've got your eyes on the itinerary and you think, wow, that's a great price, um, you're not probably the only person who's doing that. So thank you to Gwen for clarifying the fact that – and she said – finally says, in general, I would say six to eight months in advance – But she said you really – with a a cruise these days, you really need a travel advisor who can be looking for you because frequently promotions change. And she says sometimes they're only offered for a few days because a cruise line finds out that a ship has 200 more spaces on it than they thought. So they issue a really great deal to a really limited number of people, and if your travel advisor sees that and can alert you to it, sometimes you can get a really good deal. So that was that was Gwen uh, plugging, putting in a plug for travel agents and travel advisors all over town and all over the country, and um, and I just want to say one other thing. There was, uh, there, believe it or not, there's a question that popped up while we we're doing this segment that's worthy of a reminder here. Somebody says. You said one time that there was a way to cancel a plane ticket after you had bought it without any charge. Can you can you go back and tell us about that? And yes, the answer is you have 24 hours after you buy a domestic U.S. ticket to cancel it. So if you bought one today at 3 o'clock until 3 o'clock tomorrow, most airlines will let you go until midnight the following day. But until the next day, you can change your mind. You can cancel it. If the airline says you get a voucher or something, no, that's not right. Uh, within 24 hours, you are allowed to cancel it without any charge or any fee. So yes, you, and then the person goes on to say, wouldn't that, couldn't that mean that you could make a reservation, cancel the next day, make a reservation, cancel the next day? And the answer to that is yes. You could do, you could continually do that as long as you wanted to. The only thing is that the air,
0: the airfare could go up
1: the airfare could also go down.
0: All right. Great answers to uh, some, some very, very good questions. If you have a question for the Travel Guys, don't forget, TravelGuysRadio.com right there on the homepage, and you can post your question. And Mark is always uh, checking in and sending answers to people on a regular basis. All righty. Uh, TSO kicking off their, their uh Christmas season. Uh, they started this past Wednesday, just a few days ago. Going to be visiting Sacramento here before you know it. I sat down with uh, the lead guitar player and music conductor for TSO, Al Petrella, and we had a, a nice little chat, and we'll share that with you. Well, it's just about that time. TSO, Trans Siberian Orchestra, hitting the road. Uh, nationwide tour, December the 2nd here in Sacramento. Uh, looking forward to it. And my guest, Al Petrelli, lead guitar player and music director for TSO, joins me here on the show. Al, good to have you back. No, good to be back, my friend. How you been? All right. All right. Before we went on the air, Al and I were talking about uh, this year's show. Al, I understand you've had a chance to, of course, since you're you know you're... You're kicking off the tour this coming Wednesday uh, to see a lot of the bells and the whistles and and, and do a run-through. Uh, tell me your reaction.
2: Well, we did, uh, we've did. we been doing, musically, two run-throughs a day. Uh, and I'm going to say probably about a week or so ago, we did a run-through, an evening run-through with the full production. And, Tom, I swear, stand on my heart. I've never seen anything so amazing in my life. Our department heads have outdone themselves again. <clears throat> I mean... The pyro, the lasers, the precision in which it's being fired, the, the projection, the movie screens, the, the hydraulic lifts. I, you know, and I think you and I have been talking for many, many years. And I tell you, I always feel like a teenager every time I put that guitar around my neck and stand on the stage. This time I sat there, it was just like nothing but wonderment. It was like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> wait to get this one on the road. It's so much fun.
0: Oh, outstanding. That's
2: so cool. We have a beautiful narration done by Philip Brandon, who tells the story in poetic form from top to bottom. You know, so I look at the audience, dude. You know, there'll be a two-year-old on her great-granddaddy's lap who's ninety-two-year-old. You know, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen from my vantage point, and I'm sure the audience feels like this is the craziest thing they've ever seen from there. So it's really just a lot of fun.
0: Folks, if yeah. you haven't had a chance to see TSO, it's the kind of thing that you can you can make it a a family event. You can make it the kickoff to your Christmas, uh, your your holidays. Once you start going, will will never be the same. I sound like the pitch man for you, don't I? Al? That's the best part about talking to you. I don't have to say too much, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know. Well, folks, come on out and join Tom and
2: I We're well, the biggest rock and roll party during the holiday season. We'll be at the Golden One. Three o'clock at seven thirty on December second. What a Friday night that's going to be! And Tom, much love to your brand new grandbaby. I uh, can't wait to you know get up by you guys. It's going to be
0: a blast. See you soon. <laughs> and by the way, you did get that, folks. Uh, come see Al and Tom, which means that he's he's going to let me uh, come on stage with my guitar, right? <laughs> yep, done. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, Al, you stay well. <laughs> Thanks again, and uh, well, let's do it. Happy holidays. Why not? Happy holidays, brother. I'll tell you, uh be on stage with TSO uh, was, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't drag them down to that level. Don't worry, folks. I'll be in the audience with the rest of you. A couple of tips. Number one, uh, if you don't really like l- super loud music, make sure to bring some earplugs. Uh, and uh, the lighting is pretty intense. You can shut your eyes now and then, and nobody will really mind. Or if you got some good sunglasses, I would recommend that you carry them with you. Okay, Hey, Mark, uh, when we were on a break there, Caitlin, Uh uh, our producer, asked me a question and a very, very good one in regards to the 24 hour get your cash back. If you want to cancel a a trip, she mentioned that, well, if you've already checked in, meaning, you know, a Southwest flight or whatever, uh, what would be the situation? And uh, so how does that work? Well, if you I left out one
1: important caveat That would have explained that to to Caitlin, and that is the 24-hour cancellation rule only applies up until seven days before departure. So you have to buy your ticket at least seven days before departure to have that free 24 hours. If you're within seven days of departure, once you bought the ticket, that rule doesn't apply. So in in Caitlin's example, if you're buying it the day before and it's telling you to check in, you're, you're on the hook for the ticket.
0: Okay, so twenty-four hours after you buy your ticket, seven days or more in advance, you can get a cash refund on all the airlines. Yep, yep, absolutely.
1: And I mean, that's a really important, important window because you'd be surprised how many. I travel a lot. You'd be surprised how many times you make a reservation, then it's like, oh, damn, I forgot that dentist appointment, Um, or you know, something like that. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and now you need to change it by a day or a week or something like that. So it's it's really that that 24 hours can save you a lot of money. Um, here's a, a fun story. You can see this posted. Actually, I got maybe have time for two of these here. Uh, <clears throat> one of them fun, one of them not so fun. Um, this is the kind of story that used to come from Southwest Airlines all the time. So I'm kind of glad to see this. Because uh, these guys would do things that once in a while would remind you that travel could actually be fun instead of a drain mm-hmm. on your, your mind and your body and all that kind of stuff. So they're in Long, Long Beach Airport in, Lo, uh, in Los Angeles, which is a very mm-hmm. small airport. It has been there. Yeah, and they don't have formal gates. They have uh, jetways and stuff like that that you have to walk at. So a Southwest right. Airlines passenger finds himself um, on the plane – and realizes that their phone is in the gate area at the airport. By the time the customer spots the uh, figures out that they don't have the phone and tells the crew the boarding is already finished and the aircraft is already pushed back. Oh, wow. So the plane has legally and technically already departed. However, the staff on the ground, remember the, now if you, you're familiar with airplanes, they got those little <laughs> tiny pilot windows up in the up in the front. So the staff on the ground um, gets their act together and gets the phone and gets it back up to the cockpit cockpit window so it can be returned to the customer who is (laughs) on board the aircraft. That's Um, great. Yeah, isn't that a cool story? I mean, really and truly, congratulations to the ramp workers. (laughs) If you want to see a picture of the pilot um, reaching down to – actually, there's a little video there. Um, Go to TravelGuysRadio.com. And you will see that there. Also, you will see a link to another story that isn't quite so heartwarming and funny. A Delta Airlines female pilot um, who was also a safety whistleblower. This has been back now. Uh, legalities took a long time for this to play out. So this, is, this has been back about seven years ago. She um, filed some complaints against the airline after the airline encouraged people like her to do so. And the airline got very vindictive against her. And um, later off, basically fired her, Um, and the lady sued the airline, the the female pilot, and she, well, she didn't win, but the airline caved and paid off. And the doctor who she was, uh, Delta Airlines hired a doctor who diagnosed her with uh, mental health issues, and so that Delta could back um, getting rid of her, the pilot forfeited his – the pilot, the doctor forfeited his medical license three years ago rather than face charges – over the diagnosis that he came up with. So this lady, she had some some pretty good stuff. Anyway, the whole story, she basically beat the airline, and she's back flying for Delta now, and she won a pretty good-sized settlement. So if uh, you want to read the whole story, you haven't seen it yet. It's from the Seattle Times, and you can find the story at TravelGuysRadio.com. We put all kinds of stuff on there, sometimes things that we don't have time to mention on the air.
0: All right, yeah, check it out, TravelGuysRadio.com. Well, that does it. Wrapping up another Travel Guys Radio show, my friends. We'll be back next week, three o'clock, and uh, we'll do it all again.
1: We'll have a couple of store a couple of guests that'll tell you about things to do close to home. In the meantime, dance like nobody's watching.